Have you heard the old saying, don't judge a book by its cover? But that's what people do, right? We judge everything by outward appearances. In my experience, a great album cover can make or break the decision on whether I buy an album. So go on a journey with me as we look at some great album cover designs and talk about why I believe that you need a personal designer for your album artwork. This is Judged by the Cover. All right. Welcome back to the Judge by the Cover podcast. I have a treat for you. I have a good friend in the studio with me today, uh, Abe Montalvo. Yep, Montalvo. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to get that right. Hey, you got it right. First uh, try, we're going to be talking about his solo project. We're going to be talking about music. Um, we're going to be talking about a new song that is coming out and will be out by the time you hear this on September 1st. But uh, I know a lot of my listeners probably you may or may not know who Abe is. So um, Abe, give us uh, your introduction. Tell us who you are, where you're from, how you got into music, all that fun stuff. All right. Uh, I'm Abraham, 33 years old from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, Been in the music scene for plenty of years now. Uh, Started playing music around the age of 11, 12 years old. Got into uh, the metal scene, you know, at that age. So, yep. yeah, I've been around the block for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a little cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny to think that way, you know, because like, you know, you're still, you know, you're a young guy. But yeah. You're a, you're a veteran out there, aren't you? Uh, you know, getting there. we're getting there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to think that because I still feel like I'm like 21 years old. Right. But I'm right. like 33. <laughs> I'm getting older and I can see it and feel it. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, the the yeah. injuries don't heal as quickly. Yeah, no. and... uh, you wake up, you pull a back muscle. It takes about two weeks to heal. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you've been playing mostly in metal bands and stuff like that, or yeah, mostly. Well, my former band that I was a uh, co-founder and a part of for six years, uh, six plus years, I was a uh, lead guitar player and one of the co-songwriters. But it was more rock, alternative rock metal maybe like radio rock kind of yeah pushing for that but uh now like with the stuff i do now it's it's more metal more uh it's just it's a progressive touch of all the genres i feel yeah it's a it's a touch of everything yeah and that's kind of the beautiful thing about music and as an artist where if you can if you can find (laughs) if you can find things that you can pull from either other genres or yeah. other music that inspires your, your work. Um, that, that's awesome. You know, yeah. I love when you start hearing, you know, whether it's like electronic elements and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, there's some some cool stuff in like the intro of your song, which yeah. is pretty metal, I would say. But oh, yeah. it, it, it's a pretty cool touch. And we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But um, tell us a little bit about your project, Monoliths. Like, where did that come from? How did that start? Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So during uh, 2020, during the pandemic, pandemic it all kind of spawned around that time where uh all the venues and stuff were shut down and uh my band at the time we were finding new ways to kind of write collectively or not even as together if we're off separate i was learning how to play music uh with drum tracks Mm -hmm. and that happened because of youtube and my tv (laughs) and so i ended up buying a, a macbook pro and I'd started learning how to write demos at home, like uh, listen to drums and start writing over them, start riffing over that. And that's kind of where the whole idea of, well, the heavier stuff that doesn't work for this band can work in something else, you know, mm-hmm. something solo, something that'd be a lot of fun to just put together. So 2021... January of 2021, I announced the uh, the project, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel the the name came from just like the random structures that were popping up all over the world in 2020. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so like, I don't know. I just thought the it was kind of catchy and cool. Monoliths is something different, and uh, I don't know. I I think the the mystery behind it is that we don't know where these structures come from or or even in history Mm -hmm. so they're just it's just a really cool mysterious kind of name kind of edgy for all the kids out there (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah yeah. do it for the kids yeah so it, it came about in 2020 2021 and uh man i just started uh writing where my heart was leaning into into this project nice nice something more metal something more inspirational driven to where i could uh create songs and even songs that 
are still in demo phase that haven't even been released or anything. Just it's to just really uh, push myself as a songwriter and as a guitar player. And I guess as a singer now too, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't wait to, when, you know, when we get into the section where we're going to be talking about the new song, um, there's some cool stuff you said. There was a first for you on this song as oh, well. Yeah. So that, that'll be cool to touch on. I'll tell you, there's nothing more fun than sitting down writing a riff. And all of a sudden that's where that whole uh, new song came from. Yeah. Yeah. I literally had just bought a mess up amp head, a triple rectifier, not even, uh, after January this year, it was like February. So I was just sitting downstairs uh, where I moved my entire studio to. And I, I crank up my, my cab because the goal was I'm putting together the live band for this yeah. year to bring it out yeah. live, uh, which is kind of taking a backseat at the moment. So I plugged in, you know, got my rig, my live rig going. And there's nothing like having raw a raw tube amp mm-hmm. fired up and just cranked up downstairs uh and so i just started that initial initial opening riff and boom like i i I listened to it i'm like all right i need to download i need to find a thrash metal like style drum track (laughs) yeah because where exile was a heavy song i want this to outclass that in every way like possible and i want this song to just smack somebody in the face like a hammer yeah but you know It's different. It's a different track. So, yeah, 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 it's definitely different. And and we'll come back to some of the other questions instead of tiptoeing around it. So let's talk about the new song. So we've yeah. got Brave the Storm uh, again. It's going to be out September 9th. and by the time or September first, yeah, yeah, September first. Um, and by the time you're hearing this, it's going to be out for about a week. So so tell us about Brave the Storm. What kind of uh, backstory you got on it that you want to share with us? Um, give us a little peek at it. Yeah, so the song uh, was written around basically my reclamation to uh, getting back to my my spiritual faith, my roots, overcoming the battles I've been going through for the last year and a half, but mostly the last several years of my life where you know, uh, living a life that's pretty crazy, wild, and going into dark waters, and then ultimately hitting a low of lows. Mm-hmm. And basically, the song was a, in a sense, kind of like a, a love letter of coming back to that faith and have finding a, uh, a reawakening of my of my spiritual flame and just anchoring my heart to that and coming back to the source of all you know god yeah. that's that's my ultimate belief as a christian yeah come but on. it was definitely uh just uh me coming back to everything that i've known yeah because i've been so separated and so se- i've said se- i had severed all of that years ago and man it's it's just uh I feel like I hope I nailed it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the chorus yeah. itself, you know, it yeah. just it shines. Yeah, yeah, and that's awesome. You know, there's 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 something to you know. I think everybody kind of goes through a phase in their lives where where you're either there's either doubts or you step away and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and just the beauty of coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can definitely feel it in the song. Like, uh, you know, even before talking to you about it, you did uh, let me hear it, and I, I knew I was like, this is a song about like overcoming. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, um, you know, I just love to hear that. So. It's a it is a, a hammering song. You know, I know you just referenced that, but that's one thing I love about you. Like all your tracks are like very um fast paced, like yeah. you got the thundering drums and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um so so tell me about, you know, kind of the song itself, um, as far as like playing it. I know you're working towards playing live. Like how does yeah. it how is it gonna be, you know, playing these like real fast kind of thundering <laughs> songs? <laughs> so I uh earlier this year after recording that song, I had recruited my former drummer of my old band. Okay. Uh, he started learning the material and we, him and I rehearsed back in April. We had a three to four song rehearsal. Okay. Uh, just to get down the bare bones of what it would sound like on a live aspect. And it was awesome. Yeah. Like he, he killed exile. He killed uh world apart. Uh, he killed, uh, 
from the sky and uh i think we even attempted uh shadow kingdom at the time yeah and uh it was just it was sick man to be able to feel that on a live aspect was next level you know i had recruited him and we were already in talks with a uh, bass player guitar player yeah. and we were already setting well at the time we were setting up a first show date for what would be july to august but everything always kind of seems to fall apart uh you know with other other commitments and mm-hmm. you know people have busy lives and yeah. I, yeah. I i i pulled back from it and i said you know what we're not right now is not the time I'm not going to force this. Yeah. I'm going to let it happen naturally uh, when the right show presents itself and when I have the time to actually rehearse with people because, you know, yeah. being in a uh, busy hospital lifestyle is uh, <laughs> <laughs> my workload is a lot on me. Yeah. But, yeah. Man, the song. So during that time, you said overcoming and uh, the whole song. So with the song, originally we had uh, written MIDI drums for the for the track and on this track, I'm introducing a new studio drummer uh, okay. that I've been working with. Now he's working on the second uh, tr- uh, second song that's going on this EP. And Andrew Howard, he's the former drummer of Speakeasy. Fantastic okay. drummer. Okay, cool. He just dis- obliterated the live drums on uh, Brave the Storm. Sweet. Uh, you know, he impressed both me and my producer, Dalton Skinner. Yeah. And man, yeah. Andrew is just, uh, he's fun to work with nice so yeah i was very i was very taken back you know even sitting like when we were sitting in uh production writing out the track and just changing parts that were never present in the original (laughs) yeah that was just so much fun yeah that was so much fun especially going back and doing vocals yeah 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 so speaking of vocals um it's been pretty cool Uh, i've been following you since basically the beginning of of monolith um so to kind of hear you vocally you know kind of grow and change and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you kind of did a a first for you on on one of your recordings so let's talk about the vocals and and all that so this was the first track that I uh, I actually screamed on. It was weird starting off this project because I never planned on doing like screaming. I just wanted mm-hmm. to do more singing and stuff. But I've been pushing myself kind of behind closed doors. Like I want to scream. I want to uh, you know I want to attempt to go like low, high, and yeah, just get yeah. more guttural with it. Uh, <laughs> I guess this project is going more into the waters of. Uh, hardcore deathcore i don't know we'll we'll see we'll see hey, <laughs> right I've, I've written a death like almost a deathcore track it's pretty sick yeah and uh that's one of the ones i'll be going to record also soon but man it's uh the, screaming on this song for the first time was a lot of fun i uh i had already like tracked the vocals and i went back during the bridge and i'm like man i I don't like the bridge. I don't like how it sounds because it just sounds too much like like the the pre choruses. Mm-hmm. And so I went back and uh, I retracked my vocals at Breaker Seventeen with Andrew Previtt, and uh, I just did the bridge vocals. And I was like, man, I hear it like this. It's almost like a proclamation, and then it's yeah. just like right at where the breakdown hits. It's just letting out that that heavy scream. And all I could think about was like uh, one of the songs by Killswitch Engage from the end of Heartache Out mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, Howard like just shouting and then all of a sudden the heavy scream at the breakdown. And that's what uh, I got inspired to do that. And I'm like, yeah, I hope this goes over well. I've been practicing streams now for uh, a couple months. So, yeah. yeah, it's cool. And even in the the choruses, man, like pushing my voice to to go as high as it does now. Yeah. That's been really fun. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'll tell you, man, that uh, that build up to that uh, that breakdown yeah. is sick, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. the 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 most fun thing about these breakdowns has been uh, writing a breakdown with a following breakdown that's even nastier. Yeah, that's been kind of the formula that I've been going to in the in the music. Uh, Shadow Kingdom was the first, and then this one was the second. I'm like. Yeah, this is, this is nobody's gonna expect this. You hear one yeah. breakdown, all of a sudden you hear and another. Then you get the nu- next yeah. one. And yeah. It's just even nastier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's sick. I, I love it. It's it's my favorite part of the whole song. So here it is. This is "Brave the Storm" by Monoliths.
so you alluded to it. Um, we were talking a little bit about this before, but we haven't um, addressed it. So you you said that this is going to be part of an EP. Um, it's going to be a two song EP, I believe. Yeah. So um, talk about the, uh, the the next song and kind of how these work together. So Brave the Storm opens up. Uh, it it was going to be originally a three song, but uh, just because of timing. Yeah. I'm not putting that third one out probably until the start of the new year because it's a it's a deathlier heavier track than anything I've written uh, even heavier than this is not not like fast it's just uh, riff riff wise and just the feel of it it's 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 punchy but this EP uh, Brave the Storm opens up you know with its opening and how it just leads perfectly uh, with its outro. And then the next track that is coming out October 13th is titled Forever Gone. That is definitely where the direction of my uh, my future music is going to. Where, you know, you hear more synth-driven, or not, not necessarily synth-driven, but you hear more ambient guitars, mm-hmm. more melodic. But it's slower, more rhythmic, and just heavy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like, it's kind of, it's very Bad Omens-like, uh, the choruses. Man, it, it it's and followed by just a nasty breakdown. Wow, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like Bad Omens, Corn, and Slipknot had a baby, and that's where yeah, I find I feel like I'm I have finally found my footing as a writer and as a as a guitar player, like what I what I'm enjoying putting together. But yeah, this new EP it'll come out uh the same day that the new track comes out just be hey two songs enjoy it (laughs) yeah i'm putting one out in september and then just putting both out together on october 13th for the listeners to enjoy yeah that's awesome yeah talk a little bit about as an artist uh, and you're still an independent artist correct yes talk about releasing music these days because it used to be you know like you would you would get in the studio you would do a full full album what is it like releasing music and, and doing the singles and EPs? Like, how, how is that for you as an artist? And do you like one way or the other? Tell me a little bit. About Man, it's, that. it's weird nowadays. Like, I, you know, this whole marketing thing is I understand it because times are changing and uh, every release is like how you release stuff now is changes too. I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest. Like, I'm old school with the writing an album and putting out an album in its entirety that's yeah. you know uh or putting one one single out from the album then pushing the entire album on release date but with the times of how things have changed and how you have to market yourself you put literally everything into one song uh into your your marketing ads your your campaign and it's stressful because you probably won't get the listening base that you want Right. Because, you know, that's the gamble that you have to take as an artist, especially as an independent artist. You're either writing because you love to write Mm -hmm. or you're writing because you're trying to be someone or you're trying to make it into this industry that more than likely won't bat an eye toward you. And the truth is, that's okay. Yeah. Either you love music or you're, you know, you're just trying to make it a career, which is not necessarily uh the the pain it's not gonna pay you (laughs) yeah at the end of the day like this whole this whole game change uh the the way that the game has changed with the music industry is just it sucks yeah it's it's not the same and you know you gotta go with the flow of the change but just know that it's not what you think it's always gonna be yeah on the other side so enjoy creating what you create and have fun doing it and if you could put music videos out with it then awesome but even that like everything's just super expensive yeah because you're pumping a lot into just one song just one song Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you know uh, i i i hate it i i love streaming services because i do love to to listen to a variety of music but Mm -hmm. i know you know as an artist that sucks for you because you're making like fractions of a fraction on a, oh, on a yeah. of a penny on you know per stream yeah, i got stuff like a two dollar like royalty check it was awesome <laughs> yes. i was like oh me and mine sent me a check yeah, two dollars man like two dollars and 46 cents how much do you think it cost them to send that check <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I was like, man, I made two whole dollars. Yeah. 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 So it, it comes more from the love. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you'd probably just kill yourself if you were if, if you were just focused on sales, on numbers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Where yeah. you're really going to find the joy is just doing what you love. Exactly. You yeah. you get to you get to create something that comes from a, a place of experience of life and just being able to do that. I think is the most fulfilling. Uh, oh, there it goes. That. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. That. Uh, That's my phone, by the way, y'all. It <laughs> fell on the ground. Anyways, uh, so r- writing music and it to me, I think is the most fulfilling aspect of this entire uh, portion of putting something together and releasing it. Uh, funny enough, a friend of mine asked me, "What's the most like thing that you enjoy doing when you're?" putting a song is it uh the before the after and i'm like well it's while i'm in studio yeah i have the most fun being in studio being able to create all these different areas in the atmosphere of music that wasn't previously in like a raw demo i created and just going from there and then getting the product back and listening to the song back man that is the most fun i have yeah and how much does how much do the songs usually change from like that raw demo to that final product a little bit a little bit you know that goes back to uh, my producer who has a massive input when he's of course doing his production uh part of it and restructuring parts of the songs that you know make sense versus parts that didn't make sense before and that's like the the best part of it is listening to it and then you'll go oh that makes sense. Like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, having a co-writer definitely is fantastic, which on Brave the Storm, he served as a co-writer as he has on all my music. Yeah. Andrew also served as a co-writer on drums because he implemented parts that weren't on the original drums before that we wrote in the studio. And, you know, when you listen to the chorus, man, it almost sounds like a Venn sevenfold kind of just hitting in mm-hmm. uh, so much that. power. Yeah. And then on this new one, Forever Gone, which is the title of the EP, man, there's my producer, there's me and Andrew, and then my buddy, uh, Bill Callahan, who's okay. uh, very noticeably known in Chattanooga is from his band Clockwise. He's a really good friend of mine, and uh, he works on a lot of people's guitars around here. Mm -hmm. So this is a plug for Bill, because y'all should take your guitars to him. He's a wonderful human being. I love him. Plug Uh, all your friends, man. Come on. So so Bill, uh, he he rode up with me to the studio, and we were just, you know, he was coming up since he had set up my seven string. And uh, this is the first time uh, I've used the seven string on a track mm-hmm. in drop G. So I'm like, ex- yeah, yeah, I'm going lower with tunings and I'm just loving it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Bill wrote up with me just in case I had any issues with uh, tension or intonation. Set up and just stuff. Just to set up. So he yeah. brought his toolkit with him. And we hung out in the studio, man. And uh, as we sat there, we started building the track from scratch from the beginning. We listened a little bit to the reference of the demo and Mm -hmm. leaned away from it just to go with our own flow. Yeah. And man, like there were parts in there that Bill suggested to try. We did it, you know, and so there were parts that he got to throw some little widlies, you know, with the guitar, (laughs) which was awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So like, you know, I told him, hey. You know, even just you giving it an idea or even tracking just a little thing of, of guitar, whatever yeah. it is, I'm including you for songwriting credit because yeah. you you help me with yeah. this. Like every input matters. Yeah. And so on. having a co-writer is the most important thing because your ideas won't always be the end all be all. Like it's better to have someone pitch something to you that's completely revamps your your entire uh, song. Yeah, because when when it's when this is like your baby, you kind of yeah. have blinders, right? You're like mm-hmm. you can only hear it a certain way, you can only see it a certain way. So having those voices from the outside, outside, yeah. especially people that you trust, mm-hmm. um, that's super important. Yeah, yeah. The songwriting portion of it, that kind of sounds like that's your favorite part. That's like yeah. that's that's your sweet sauce. So um, tell us a little bit about like what that process looks like, and you know. Is there anything that if there's somebody that was wanting to, you know, improve their songwriting and stuff like that, do you have any, you don't have to give us all your, your tips and tricks, but uh, is there anything that like you do that like this could help somebody else? Yeah. Well, so for me, like I find songwriting, uh, 
it's of course therapy. Yeah. Uh, and it's a muscle that you start to work out and you start to learn how to reconstruct or, or structure for better word. Uh, you start to learn how to structure when you're writing uh, based off of a riff idea or based off a lyric. Mm-hmm. And for me, the way that I do it, it's various different ways. It could just come as a as a lyric uh, in my head or as an opening riff where I sat down, played the riff for Bra- the opening riff of Brave the Storm, and all of a sudden the entire song was born. And then I started playing the chorus and like just random sitting down one day start playing the chorus and all of a sudden boom like lyrics start coming up and the moment those lyrics start coming up i what i like to do is write everything down on my notes uh, on my iphone or on my computer and then i'll start structuring the verses based around the choruses or i start vice versa just depending on like what what you're getting yeah it, it depends on the song and how i'm feeling with the what the song is giving me yeah and then i'll start writing around that so if anybody needs advice on songwriting, don't listen to me. <laughs> no, uh, like all jokes aside, uh, tips on songwriting and just focus on making the song the best that it can be. And don't don't think that your idea of your song is the best because there's always an opinion that can help your song grow. Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer of getting ideas from friends and sending my my songs to them being like hey what do you think of this what do you think could be better inspire mm-hmm. me in some way to help me change because that growth matters and yeah, yeah. i have a a close group of music friends uh i have bill callahan who i send my demos to i have blake de russia at guild productions who I very closely like send all my music to. And I have, of course, Dalton Skinner, my producer, mm-hmm. and then my buddy, my close friend, Cody Green. I generally, those four guys, which there's probably a couple more, and it's not to discredit anyone else, but I, I generally trust the opinion of these four as to what do you guys think of this? You know, and they always give me feedback. Yeah. And, the cool thing is, uh, I think Co- Cody has recently has challenged me more like to step outside of my comfort zone of like writing in four fours. And uh, it's something I'm still learning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, because songwriting is, is just kind of how you feel. You yeah. write songs based on how you feel or your experiences. And uh, <laughs> I told him the other day, I was like, man, uh, this new one, thank you. Because you kind of challenged me to write something different. And I feel that I've nailed it. Yeah. So. Fingers crossed, but advice to anyone, write what you feel and f- just focus on making the song the best that it can be. Mm-hmm. It's not about how heavy it is, how fast it is. Just focus on writing and creating something that you connect with that you feel will connect with others. Yeah. And the truth, the truth is, man, if you believe in it, it'll show. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. You know, I love that you have the team and I'm sure those guys have the, have the, you know, your respect enough where if they're like, this sucks, man. Like, oh yeah. They're going to tell you that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. When people tell you that your stuff sucks, don't get butt hurt. Just, yeah. you know what, accept it and say, you know what? Thank you. Cause yeah. corrective criticism is the best kind of criticism. And they probably say it better than that, but <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you know, they're like, Hey man, you know, this, yeah. this sounds cool, but it sounds like everything else you've put out. And it's like, all right, cool. I need to go back and yeah. uh, not release this and work on changing stuff up or write something different. Right. Yeah. Right. No, that's awesome. So brave the storm comes out September 1st yep. and then give us the name of the EP and the other song coming out so, in October. So the EP is going to be called forever gone. It is the second track I'll be releasing uh, the same day as the EP. It's cause two songs, You're right. but it'll release October Friday, October the 13th, <laughs> because I mean, how many uh, Friday the 13th do you get in a year? In October scenario? of all yeah. things too. <laughs> October. And it's perfect timing because man, the song, the album art for the song looks cool. Yeah. It's a burning decaying rose. Okay. And it's just, it's beautiful. Like it's like a, a, a sad, beautiful, painful, like oh, just all the above encompass yeah. into the song and the art of it. So yeah, I think uh, it's a, it's a great cathartic track to listen to. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to Brave the Storm um, hearing that when it comes out. Yeah, but man. when you hear this, it's already going to be out. But then also f- for 
forever gone forever gone yeah perfect i love it so this is a, a podcast about cover art. So yeah. I've got some some questions related um, in, in that. And then I also want to talk a little bit about like uh, visuals and branding as an artist. Mm-hmm. So um, for yourself, and you've kind of been around bands and stuff like that. And now with your own project, yeah. how important are your visuals? Is your branding? Um, so think like your, your, your single image. and album covers, your logo, stuff like that. How important is that stuff? It's very important. Uh, having let's just say if you design your stuff in Microsoft paint, you're not going to sell yourself as an artist. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like yeah. if you, if you create your art, your posters in Microsoft paint, you're n- n- yeah, you're not doing anything right. Uh, and that's not, that's not being mean. That's just, you know, uh, that's not even the graphic designer uh, saying like, that yeah. either. <laughs> so like, I'm a fan of image. I'm a fan of your color scheme as an artist. Like the, you, your visuals, matter because mm-hmm. if your visuals are on point with the music that you're making it's going to capture the the attention of the listener and of the viewer because you're also viewing the music in video format yeah or in yeah. in the promo art you know like mm-hmm. you post up a logo and you got a cool art behind the logo like people see that and it captures their attention yeah. all that stuff matters uh especially when you're putting your music out there that you're paying a lot of money to record and put right. together yeah so that yeah. that that's one of the most important things as a as a as an artist. Yeah, and you know because we have such short intentions fans these yep. days. You know, thank you TikTok. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you've got a little square on somebody's mm-hmm. phone screen because that's where we're consuming music, and so like you have to have something that that catches my attention. That's like that makes me go, "What is that?" Yeah. Because um, I know there's plenty of stuff. Um, there's an album by the Architects. Yeah. That uh I do you listen to them at all? Uh, the band Architects? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've listened to them. Um they've got this album cover and that's it's the dude in a in a space suit standing in what looks like a church or a cathedral or something <laughs> like that. And it's just like how did this guy get here? And <laughs> I'd never heard of these guys. It popped up on my Pandora and like I love the image. So yeah, I mean that's totally what yeah. you're talking about. Like you got to capture people's attention mm-hmm. and um, I love what you were talking about with with your EP artwork, where it it it's it's also telling the story of you know of the song itself. Yeah, so that's really yeah. cool. The the I'll I'll show I'll show you and you'll you'll see like what I'm talking about. But like the the cover itself is just it was designed by my friend Esther, who uh, runs the music page uh, Music Junkies, and uh, she has her own artwork. She started designing, and she's in the she's in the Netherlands if I'm correct. Okay. And she's a really cool, uh, music friend. And she sent me this, this image one uh, one day, uh, some months back. And I was, I was just captured by it. Like, that's a beautiful picture of a rose. Uh, it didn't look like it was necessarily burning or decaying at first. I kind of added in the colors later, but you know, she then took my logo, redid it in a 3d format sent that over to me and I just kind of manipulated with the colors and I'm like, Oh my God, like this stuff looks cool. Yeah. But yeah, our art is everything. If you can capture the, the listener's ear with your artwork as, as a, like on your new single, on your album, whatever it is, they're definitely going to want to look and listen to what they've just heard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and it also helps having, you know, good songwriting, good production and stuff like yeah. that. Having a good team behind you, oh, yeah. you know, Solid guys that you team. work with. Um, so of your personal releases, mm-hmm. um, you know, your singles and stuff like that, is there a cover on any of those that, that you particularly love and why? So that's a good question. <laughs> uh I hate them all. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So the the one for Brave the Storm, I think, is my most favorite. Yeah, because it's got the introduction of this new uh, it's the new logo I released uh, for Shadow Kingdom. But uh, it's it brought to light more to life in a, like a 3D format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even the lettering of the name Brave the Storm looks it's the same as the, the logo. So it matches. It looks cool together. And uh, just the entire image of the background. It's it's like this. uh this dark demented storm, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of red skies. There's a lot of grays and blues in there scattered <laughs> around. Yeah. So I just think that's probably been my favorite that I will release, have released, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. especially now, like it, it's been seen on social media, but that's definitely by far my favorite until the EP comes out. Then that'll yeah. be 
by far because that one uh, that's the most that i've connected with a, a song i've written yeah so that yeah. one has a lot of meaning for me now with your with your artwork um are you working with a like a specific graphic designer or are you kind of doing it yourself most of the time i do it myself if yeah. not uh like most of the releases i've put out except for left to suffer that was done by jacob watson he uh he did that artwork for me uh, the EP artwork I put together myself and the tracks, the first two, the fourth, and the EP art I did myself. Yes. And uh, even this one for uh, Brave the Storm I've done myself, just different images and stuff and yeah. kind of compiling and creating. Yeah, uh, yeah. Canva's an awesome tool to use. <laughs> so is Photoshop. You know, you know <laughs> I... I- I love that Canva exists, especially for like artists and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Independent guys like you. It, it sucks being the graphic designer <laughs> and knowing that it, it, it exists. But, you know, it, if, if you've got the eye, which obviously you do, you've got you've got great visuals. So you've done a very good job, my friend. Appreciate that. Um, Means a lot. Left to Suffer was a really cool one as well. Yeah. Your, your buddy did a great job with I that. I love that art. And I love the, the story behind it, too. The, yeah. You know, we kind of talked about the last time we, we got to chat. But yeah, you're doing a great job. I appreciate so, that. That's uh, still to this day is still my favorite song that I've put out. Yeah. Like of all the even it's to me it's just I don't know. There's just something so about that time that it came out. It's it's heavy. It's it's you know rhythmically just awesome yeah. so it still sits as my favorite yeah until forever gone releases <laughs> <laughs> man we're hyping this song yeah. up man i'm, yeah, I'm excited I, 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 I have a strong solid strong feeling this song's gonna get i i know for a fact uh rock 105 is definitely gonna put put it on the radio station dude that's awesome yeah because yeah. i i tried pushing uh shadow kingdom they're like no this is way too heavy <laughs> yeah, yeah so i figured it would be but yeah. this one is i just have a strong gut feeling generally when i'm trusting my gut for good things it's never gonna lead me astray so yeah, yeah, yeah. come on all right and last question dealing with like album covers and stuff like that yeah. what is your favorite album cover of all time dude there's so many you know that's such a broad question yeah uh i'll say the one that sits as my as my mount rushmore would have to be slipknot volume three the subliminal verses let's take a look at this real quick because that album was awesome when it came out and that was like peak years of my like middle school listening to slipknot to introduction of like heavy music it was when they they came out with a new album there uh i think it was the first time Corey taylor was sober and it was sober for for a record uh, it was after iowa they hated each other you know during the iowa session yeah. of that album that that's probably one of my favorites too a uh, favorite album of all time is iowa no, no nothing will ever compare but Volume three has my favorite album cover just because it's pretty it's pretty capturing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back then when you open up the booklets of the album, you're like, oh, wow. Like you get to see all the cool art and everything in the lyrics, man, the entire the inside of that album cover was awesome. Yeah. Like I, from what I could remember, it was just so cool. But I got one of those songs re- uh, leaked out at the time mm-hmm. and that. Yeah, I think it was like 2003 or 2004. And this is back when like LimeWire days were like really <laughs> pumping, you know, yep, yep. on the computer. So I made a mixtape of different like Slipknot songs. Uh, and I just remember I saw this one song it, that wasn't even out at the time because this record wasn't even out. Yeah. This song wasn't even out as a single, but it got leaked. somebody leaked it out wow. on LimeWire. <laughs> LimeWire. And Lime it was a uh, Pulse of the Maggots, which is like one of the heaviest, tra- like one of the heaviest, most like anthemic tracks on that album. Yeah. And I remember listening to this and I was just in awe. Like, wow, Slipknot <laughs> sounds way different. Way like it was just new to my ears. Yeah. And so when that album released that year, uh, I remember I think I was in the seventh or eighth grade. CD players were still it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. And like my musical ears as a teenager were just blown. Yeah. So yeah. I the visual, the visual that Almart sits as my top. It's my favorite. Dude, that's awesome. I was uh, you know, I I knew of Slipknot 
Uh, I never, I've never been a big Slipknot fan, but I'll definitely yeah. have to check this out. But I've got the right one here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty. Uh, I mean, this to me just visually, it looks like Slipknot, yeah. just what I know of yeah. them. So, no, that's awesome, and it's cool to hear you talk about the like the the physical packaging. I miss that. Yeah, me too. You know, it's not the same anymore. It's not. Um, you know, even just as like an artist, I've thankfully I've got some stuff like I've got um, the eight ball uh, CD up here yeah. getting just to like hold and feel, you know, that thing that you designed. Mm-hmm. It's such a lost art. And it's just like, yeah. how do you how do you capture that in this digital age? You know, we got social media and you can do some cool stuff there. But yeah. it's just like, man, you know, having that where you fold it out. The, phys- you see the physical CD is just awesome with the physical album cover or like, you know, one of those packs where you just open up and like mm-hmm. it just keeps opening and opening it's yeah. just pages of lyrics and then yeah. there's art all through it, and then you got your cd at the very last part of it like the show that i went to recently to see my buddies that came from the uk confessions of a traitor mm. i bought of course their merch because it's the first u.s tour yeah i bought yeah. their their cd and basically the ones where you unfold it yeah and all the lyrics are on pages and all the artwork there is just absolutely beautiful. And it's just like, it's sitting on my computer. I'm not going to mess with the CD (laughs) because it's just one of those like, okay, I'm collecting this. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, you don't really see that much anymore. I mean, there's a lot of bands still selling physical CDs, but everything's just moved to streaming and digital. And while the streaming digital is great, Having a CD means more. Yeah, it's physical. You can feel it. Yeah, there's 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 a there's a personal touch there. Uh, one of the goals that I had uh for the end of this year with hopefully this new two song EP. That's my goal is to put together a T shirt and the and uh and a CD pack. Okay, with possible yeah. hats. So you know, I was thinking about doing a Kickstarter because this stuff is expensive. It's expensive. And doing it yep. on my own is not easy at all. But you know. If that happens to come to fruition, it could be something that'll be released by like the end of the year. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's cool, man. You know, that's something that I've learned through this through this podcast is, you know, I I had, you know, just a, as of recently had just gone all streaming, all digital and yeah. stuff like that. Because it's just so easy, especially when you've got an iPhone, you're in the Apple ecosystem. Mm-hmm. It just it all works so well. But getting to start, I'm starting to buy these vinyl records and I'm buying CDs and stuff like that. Sorry, there's little. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, Vinyls but, where it's at too. Oh, it's, yeah. it's it's just awesome, man. And I'm just I'm like relearning my love for this mm-hmm. stuff, and it's just like God, we need to bring this back, man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's to, it's almost like a lost art, even though there there's there bands and stuff that are like putting out the vinyls, still doing that. Yeah. Uh, even cassettes, they're bringing back cassettes. I, you know, I'm what seeing I mean? that more and yeah. more. I think that's cool because it's, it's keeping vintage alive. It's keeping nostalgia alive, and yeah. I think that's important. Especially because this generation that's coming is just going to be raised on, you know, plant-based uh, digitals, uh, digital digital yeah. qualities and all these things. It's just like, yeah, y'all, y'all have a, a crap generation ahead. Like, yeah. I feel yeah. sorry for them. Yeah. Because we had the best. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> you can probably thank the millennials, too, because yeah. we're the we're the nostalgia generation. Like we, we are. We we want we want all these memories to come back. And so Plant based punks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AI, AI, digital. Yeah. Everything is Skynet technology <laughs> being pumped in front of us and everything physical is getting taken away. Even cash. And it's just, uh, it sucks, man. Yeah, like living in a, in a digital era. Now everybody's in tune to digital 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 yeah. you know what yeah. analog and physical were where life is at yeah everything was better that let's way let's bring it back man yeah i'm all for it yeah if you put together a pack man let me know i'm I will. i'll be your first customer i will i, I love that yeah. stuff i love i love merch uh, uh that's one of my favorite ways to support artists yeah. is, is through merch because you know i know streams you know even like sales through like apple and stuff like that mm-hmm. you're 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 getting portions of it so yeah. that's you know that's that's a probably one of the best ways that you can support your artists oh, yeah. but also go out there and share their music share their page tell your friends about it yeah, i mean that's, that's the most important thing yeah and that costs you nothing yeah. so so abe tell us where people can find you so i'm on all streaming platforms <laughs> as well as all media platforms <laughs> all uh, <of> them. <laughs> you know if you want to look up the band uh, look up Monoliths Official on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, 
Definitely YouTube because I'm trying to grow the the YouTube page as Hit well as like Instagram. and subscribe. Yeah, like, subscribe, turn on the bell notification for further updates, and definitely hit me up on Instagram and follow me at abmonty90. That's my personal one, where you can see uh, all of my personal musical posts from my guitars, PRS, all that stuff, and just my musical journey where I'm at. Yeah, 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 cool. We didn't even get to touch on the the PRS thing. Oh yeah, I'm st- I reapplied for year three. Yeah, yeah. yeah so hopefully, cool. hopefully, fingers crossed, everything uh, goes through and I get reaccepted this year. Nice. Th- this year, I took a little bit of a of a step back in the amount of uh, content I've put up because yeah. life is just busy. Yeah, but yeah, it happens, man. You know, I'm actually stoked. I I just got back from dropping my seven string off. I'm getting some custom work done to it. Nice. And it's gonna be my 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 image of what I want, nice. and it's just gonna look so good, <laughs> dude, man. I'm I'm a gear guy. You guys can't see it, but I got guitars all over here, so yeah. I, that'll be sick. I can't wait to see that. Sick. Um, one last question, uh, yeah, and I'll let you go. Get back to the rest of your Sunday, but uh, tell me about your synthwave <laughs> project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So nostalgia right we're yeah, talking nostalgia. We, just, we just talked it dude so i've been a huge like synthwave nerd for many years now and it all started because of gunship i love gunship you know uh that group if y'all don't know who gunship is you are not living life <laughs> and you're probably boring no i'm just kidding i'm kidding no for although like gunship is awesome uh so i got introduced to gunship and then uh i went into the territory of synthwave found out uh time cop 1983 back in 2020 uh i came across all these different groups and it's just that touch of like the 80s style the the electric drums the you know the 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 feeling of the geom- geometrical shapes, the visuals, because you said visuals, yeah. and the visuals for that genre of music matter mm-hmm. because it connects you, and it's like a chill, almost like lo-fi in a sense. Yeah. But man, uh, so I had the 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 flat the the great idea during my uh, about almost two month hiatus of writing anything music related or really playing guitar uh, earlier this year, and I was like, you know. I'm going to pull my MIDI pad out, my MIDI keyboard. <laughs> I'm going to just start writing some synthwave stuff. Let's see what I can land on. Just some cool stuff. And all of a sudden, I had the, the, the grand idea of creating this project called Text Alone. <laughs> and it's all based around... Uh, I have an idea for a five-song EP, which I released one track just for the hell of it. and. Uh, Every song is basically in relation to an action star of the 80s. So <laughs> the first track I released was You Can't Stop the New World, which was you know a direct quote from Cobra with Stallone. Mm-hmm. The next track is I'll Be Back, which is from Terminator. <laughs> Terminator. And yeah. I'm actually super stoked for that one because I recreated the music from that specific scene where he says I'll be back. Yeah. And uh, the music that's playing in there actually recreated and I just added my own kind of personal touch to it uh, with the, of course, 80 sounding drums. Yeah. That's not, I, I don't even have a release date for that. I've just <laughs> been putting, putting stuff out, putting clips here and there just for fun. But uh, man, I, I love Synthwave. I just think there's <laughs> something really cool about it. Yeah. Uh, I have a few more that I have planned. I think one is for Steven Seagal, one's for Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Steven Seagal, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, guy. come on. <laughs> total, total hack, man. Total hack. <laughs> but, you know, like, uh, I'll, I'll give him this. Like, he had Above the Law. And I think uh, the track is called Seagal's Law. <laughs> so, and then, and then uh, one of the other ones, I think, uh, is, uh, you know, the name's Pliskin. Okay. Snake, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. escape, uh, escape from New York. So like, those are, those are like the, the ideas I have and every art cover is in relation to that film. Dude. So it was just, you know, like for fun, I love synth wave. Uh, and it, what's even cool is that this year, Dan Hay from, uh, the, the band Synthwave uh, or the band uh, Gunship, he started following me on Instagram. So I'm like, nice. all right, this is a sign from the heavens. Yes. Yeah, nice. I have to do this. <laughs> I've even inboxed him like, dude, I'm a huge fan of your music. And 
could I have some tips on synthwave on writing synthwave? <laughs> he he read it, but never responded. But hey, it's all good. You gotta shoot your shot, yeah, right? You shoot your shot, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, you know, I got uh, text alone. It's just a musical project, a yeah. fun one. Yeah. It's nothing serious. Uh, but I am in current talks on possibly joining a, a band in Knoxville. Okay. Uh, this is very recent as of this past weekend. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. There's a, a friend of mine. I mean, I guess I'll throw it out there. He's in a band called Graven. Okay. They're like Christian metal, very heavy, nice, uh, very melodic. But it, it's just early talks. Uh, I I inbox him about possibly looking to help out with guitars, and yeah. he's going to be doing guitars. So he's the main songwriter in this project, and he's putting together uh, a drummer bassist. Now it's just finding a singer, but uh, the first week in September, I'm going to be going up to Knoxville, learning the music, and nice. uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see Dude. how everything goes, man, because like, awesome. I miss being in a live band setting. Yeah, I bet. And the music that is being displayed in front of my ears is the music I want to play Dude, with other people that have the same like-minded uh, qualities and just, you know, share the same passion, so. Dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time sitting down, chatting about music. Um, yeah. Everybody, make sure you go buy Brave the Storm, share it with your friends. Uh, trust me, you're going to love the song. If you're into metal, if you are if you like, like your music a little on the heavy side, you're going to love Abe and everything he's got going on with Monolith. And that. go back and listen to the rest of the tracks. There's some there's some really good stuff in his catalog. You know, there's, there's not a lot, but there's a lot of great stuff. So, appreciate that. Every um, song has its own quality and yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Well, hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by. Dude, thank you for having me on. This hey, is awesome. Any last things you want to say before we go? Yeah, definitely, uh, check out uh the the new music for monoliths that's coming september 1st brave the storm and then october friday october the 13th (laughs) uh forever gone the new uh two song ep that'll have brave the storm on there uh it'll be released on all platforms uh really stoked about it i think this is my best writing yet uh it's just it's a connective tissue to things we've all been through with uh people that have led us to dark places in our life you know and yeah. uh i would say the, the heartbreak song where people say <laughs> hey do you have a heartbreak song yeah that's that song so yeah. i'm plugging i'm plugging that down yeah <laughs> listen to it because the song is freaking awesome once it's out but uh yeah just uh check out the music and just support it it means a lot you know and definitely thank you for cool. having me on man you got it man Proud member of the Podnuga Network.